Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast that brings you the headlines of the day with the help of our correspondents from around the world. I'm Tian Yun. Coming up in this edition, India has become the first country to land a spacecraft near the moon's south pole. Russian authorities say Wagner mercenary group boss Yevgeny Prigozhin died in a plane crash in Russia. And more than 1,000 people are still missing following catastrophic wildfires on the Hawaiian island of Maui. Starting in Asia, India has become the first country to land a spacecraft near the moon's south pole. It is also the fourth country to touch down on the lunar surface. The southern polar region is believed to harbor large amounts of water and ice. Ravinda Bawa reports. Anticipation for the landing was feverish as the newspaper ran banner headlines and the news channels ran countdown timers. The final 15 minutes to make the landing was focused on the transfer from high-speed horizontal position to vertical one in order to facilitate a gentle descent onto the surface. The lander and the rover will have a mission life of one lunar day, about 14 Earth days to study the surroundings there. However, ISRO officials have not ruled out the possibility of them coming to life for another lunar day. The discovery of water on the south pole of the moon is considered important for future explorations as it could serve as a source of fuel for rockets and spacecrafts. This was India's second attempt to land on the moon and comes less than a week after Russia's Luna 25 mission failed. The Indian Prime Minister congratulated the country and said this success belongs to the whole of humanity. That was Ravinder Bawa reporting on India's successful moon landing. China has suspended all imports of aquatic products from Japan. The decision comes after Japan began releasing contaminated water from the Fukushima nuclear power plant on Thursday. China has called Japan's move selfish and irresponsible, saying it violates people's rights to health and development. It's also urging Japan to dispose of nuclear-contaminated water in a more transparent manner and accept stringent international supervision. In South Korea, political parties and the public are taking to the streets and gathering at the Japanese embassy in protest. Jack Barton has more from Fukushima. What is the beginning of a first 17-day release uh, got underway and during that time roughly 7,800 uh, tons of water that will be then added uh, per ton. There'll be another uh, 1,200 tons of seawater uh, added to that treated contaminated water and that's going to be pumped out of a pipeline uh, about a kilometer out into the Pacific here. Uh, and then it will go into the into the ocean here and of course slowly spread across the ocean. So that process has begun. It comes uh, just weeks after the International Atomic Energy Agency head Rafael Grossi was up here. We were here at the time as well. And yet still a lot of concern. Some concern here in Japan, but a lot of concern across the region, of course, countries like South Korea and China, but even far afield in the Solomon Islands. Anyone really who in the long term feels particularly their fishing industry is going to be affected by this release, which could take up to 30 years to complete. That was Jack Barton on Japan's release of nuclear wastewater. Moving on to Europe, 
Russian authorities say Wagner mercenary group boss Evgeny Prigozhin has died in a plane crash in Russia. The aircraft that went down as it traveled from Moscow to Saint Petersburg was also carrying other high-level officials of the private military group. Local media say authorities have retrieved the bodies of all ten people on board. Russia's investigative committee is looking into the crash. Russia Today reporter Donald Coulter visited the crash site. I'm here in Russia's Tver,、uh, Tver region, where this、uh, plane that was heading from Moscow to Saint Petersburg crashed、uh, not too far away from here. The police have set up a roadblock, only letting officials to and from、uh, the location. But to give you a bit of background,、uh, Russia's Federal Air Transport Agency、uh, said that、uh, the Wagner private military company chief Yevgeny Prigozhin was、uh, listed on the manifest of passengers that was supposed to be on this plane and. The Russian emergency services said that all ten people on board this plane unfortunately died as a result of this crash. But we do have one actual actual report from the Russian channel Tsargrad. They're reporting that、um, it, the authorities believe preliminarily that they have found the body, but they're going to be conducting、uh, DNA analysis to make sure of that. The Russian Federal Air Transport Service also said that they're opening up a separate committee、uh, specifically to investigate what exactly happened with this plane crash. And、Russia's investigative committee is looking into this as a potential case of criminal negligence. They say that、uh, it's possible that there might have been a violation of airspace travel、uh, safety regulations. That was Russia Today reporter Donald Coulter in Russia. In North America, more than 1,000 people are still missing following catastrophic wildfires on the Hawaiian island of Maui. Authorities are now asking families with missing relatives to give DNA samples to help identify the victims. Dan Williams has more. As the search for victims here in Lahaina continues, authorities have pleaded with relatives of the missing to provide DNA samples. More than 1,000 people remain unaccounted for following the blaze just over two weeks ago. The latest missing estimate comes a day after Maui Mayor Richard Byerson had said the number was thought to be around 850. Authorities are now expected to make public a list of the missing in the coming days to try to narrow the search. Search crews with dozens of sniffer dogs have been searching the burn zone. Some 85% of the area has now been searched. Authorities have been asking family members to provide DNA samples to help identify victims. So far, only 104 samples have been collected. Nearly three quarters of the remains that have been tested for DNA thus far have generated searchable DNA results. We need family members to come forward. And donate their samples so that we can compare them to these DNA profiles we've already generated. The intensity of the fire has made finding remains complicated. There is still hope that the number of missing will decrease, but there is also a growing sense of dread that the death toll is likely to surge in the coming days and weeks ahead. That was Dan Williams in Hawaii. The Atlantic hurricane season is far from over. Storms are causing major trouble from Central America all the way up to the United States. They have damaged infrastructure and inundated roads. Nisasodet Perez has more. The National Hurricane Center is keeping an eye on multiple disturbances. Conditions are ripe for the weather systems to strengthen. One of them, Tropical Storm Franklin, made landfall Wednesday morning on the island of Hispaniola, shared by Dominican Republic and Haiti. It's dumping heavy rain and is expected to bring landslides and flooding in both Caribbean countries. The storm hovered over the island most of Wednesday. 
Rain accumulation could reach 40 centimeters, some 15 inches, in portions of the Dominican Republic before moving north and regaining strength in the Atlantic. Another system, Tropical Storm Harold, made landfall in South Texas on Tuesday. This time, the heavy precipitation helped the drought-stricken area and brought an end to weeks of record-setting high temperatures. It also packed powerful winds of almost 100 kilometers an hour. Tropical Storm Hillary hit the U.S. West Coast on Sunday, the first one in the region in 84 years. The northwest state of Baja California, Mexico, was pummeled for several hours by rain, mudslides and floods. The system also left parts of California covered in water. A massive mudslide sent firefighters scrambling for safety. The forecast calls for Tropical Storm Franklin to intensify to a Category 2 hurricane over the Eastern Caribbean by Sunday and another disturbance in the Gulf of Mexico to strengthen over the next two days. That was Nitsasoda Perez on storms in North America. In Africa, as the BRICS summit wraps up in South Africa, exporters are hoping that the summit will open doors for them. Deepening trade ties was one of the major issues discussed at this year's summit in Johannesburg. Julie Shire spoke with some of them. Increasing agricultural trade was in the spotlight at the 15th BRICS summit in Johannesburg. Member states India and China are big importers of food, but little is traded amongst the five nations. We're important in a big market that is roughly over $300 billion. And China and India make up roughly about uh, 85% of that. So we think about how do you dip and trade amongst ourselves, because most of those products, they actually come from outside the BRICS. One of South Africa's biggest farming companies exports most of its apples, pears and avocados to the United Kingdom, Europe and other parts of Africa. It does, however, believe expansion lies beyond those borders. I see the Indo-Pacific region as a very important target long-term for South African produce. We have all the resources in South Africa, but also Southern Africa. And the distance from our ports to the destinations, the harbors in the Indo-Pacific region, is shorter most of the time than it is to our traditional markets into Europe or the U.S. A small percentage of South African produce goes to Brazil, Russia, India and China, although these markets hold huge potential for South Africa. Our local markets are saturated, uh, so there's not a lot of opportunity to grow there. If you want to enter into the business with marketable products in the local market, international trade normally gives you higher margins if you're efficient. We should be able to grow the agricultural industry with leaps and bounds. Delegates agree that tough conditions which govern food exports need to be addressed. The key thing when we think about trade that we are putting on the table is how do you lower the import tariffs and also how do you deal with phytosanitary barriers. So those are things that need to happen. It's one thing to say let's deal with trade, but trade is not happening because the tariffs are higher and there are phytosanitary barriers. South Africa exported a record $12.8 billion worth of agricultural products in 2022, around half of what it produced. The country is pinning its hopes on the BRICS nations to grow that further. That was Julie Shire reporting. Before we go, here's a recap of the top stories. India has become the first country to land a spacecraft near the moon's south pole. Russian authorities say Wagner mercenary group boss Yevgeny Prigozhin has died in a plane crash in Russia. And more than 1,000 people are still missing following catastrophic wildfires on the Hawaiian island of Maui. 
And that concludes this edition of the Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports, and culture, you can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Tian Yu. Thank you for listening.